in every area of life, whether it's sport, whether it's profession, whether it's relationships, the shit that is worth doing is often going to come with fear attached to it. And I think to live the fullest life we can, we cannot run away from that fear. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Go Get It podcast, the show in which we aim to kick off your week with a spark of motivation to keep your fire lit as you chase the big goals we know you all have. For those of you who are new here, my name is Hunter. I am a professional soccer player and entrepreneur, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, my co-host, Austin Meyer. (laughs) A documentary filmmaker. I'm not National editing Ge- that one out. A National Geographic Explorer. <laughs> and this week on the podcast, Austin is going to share a story about not being afraid to go after something with all you got. Staring down the fear and risk of disappointment and sadness that will inevitably come if your goal is not achieved. Austin, take it away, bro. Thank you, Hunter. This This is going to be an interesting one. We were just outlining this episode, Hunt, and we were like, this is an interesting one. This is a tough one. It's a little bit more conceptual, but I want to dig in here because I had a moment that I'm going to share that really struck me, and I think there's an important takeaway in it. The other week, I was watching the Champions League final. The Champions League is one of the biggest and most significant soccer tournaments in the world. That you kind of have the World Cup is the top competition, and Champions League is really probably the second biggest in the world. The best teams are in the Champions League tournament, and the team that wins the Champions League, that is all the glory. I mean, some of the best players in the world will be pursuing that Champions League trophy for their entire careers, changing teams dependent on who has the best chance to win the Champions League. It is a very important tournament. And, and one that draws one of the biggest audiences anytime it is played. That's really like how club teams like of generations are decided like who's the greatest. It's like how many Champions League titles did they win? Same thing for players, you know, you compare players to players, you're like, exactly. well, how many World Cups did they win? How many Champions League titles did they win? Anyway, go ahead. Exactly. So I was watching the Champions League final the other week, and the match was played between two English Premier League teams. One was Manchester City, and the other was Chelsea FC. And I turned on the game, and as someone who has been a lifelong soccer player, I look up to these people as gladiators in the arena. I mean, these are... (laughs) deified figures in my head, the best in the world at the sport that is the world's sport. And about halfway through the first half, one of Chelsea's starters who plays center defense for Chelsea, Thiago Silva, came down with an injury and it forced him to leave the game early. And then similarly, I believe it was at the end of the first half, a player on Manchester City named Kevin De Bruyne also got injured as well, and he had to come off. And I was really struck because both these players 
came off in the match. And these athletes at the top of their game, who so often you see in interviews and in the media, who are just these stoic figures, were breaking down crying. Shirt pulled over their heads, could hardly watch the match, breaking down because they were pulled out of this game due to injury that they've dreamt of playing in their entire lives. I almost became fixated anytime the camera turned on these players, more so than watching the game that was being played. (laughs) And that emotion came back inevitably at the end of the game as well. When Chelsea won the game, Manchester City lost. And you saw the two sides of this. You saw more players on Manchester City breaking down. You saw Chelsea elated, like little kids on the playground who had just won just won the biggest match of the schoolyard <laughs> year. Yep. Just elated. And I came away from that match thinking to myself, there's something here that is striking me. There's something here I want to talk about on the Go Get It podcast. And it took me a few days to figure out what it was. And I think I've pinpointed it and what I want to share with you, Hunter, and with the listeners today. Why I was so struck, especially by these two players going off with injury, is I was watching two people who care so much about something, who are so passionate about achieving some sort of goal. And in the dedication and time and care that they have put into achieving something, they have opened themselves up to deep pain and sadness, which was playing out on international television broadcasts. And I became inspired by that because they risked that moment that they felt. They risked that sadness and disappointment in pursuit of their wildest dreams. And I think so often people dream up the worst case scenario. They dream up what could go wrong and how devastated they might feel if things go wrong, if they don't achieve their goals, if they don't get what they seek. And so they'd never even try in the first place. And the lesson that I took from watching that game was one of inspiration that you got to just go for it. You can't be driven by that fear of the injury or whatever the metaphorical injury is in the pursuit of whatever your goal is. To reach it, there's likely going to be mistakes. There's going to be failure. There's going to be disappointment. But you got to step out onto the ledge. You cannot be ruled by that fear. And watching the tears stream down their faces in that that moment, that's what struck me. And that's what I was processing in the days after the Champions League final and what I wanted to share here today. So thank you for letting me work through that, (laughs) listeners and Hunter. 
And Hunter, you know, because this is an example in soccer, I'd love to turn it to you. Have you had a moment in your professional career where you kind of had a similar feeling where it was like everything kind of dropped away under you and you kind of felt like you were standing on nothing and, and, and felt that sadness. Yeah. I could relate. I could relate to both of those in my own kind of way. Um, in terms of, well, first Manchester city, that feeling of loss in the championship game. Mm -hmm. Can't tell you how many times as a youth player, you know, you finish out a tournament and you lose that championship game. And we've talked about this before on the podcast, like how much I hate losing even more than I, even more than I love winning. And just Mm -hmm. all of the feelings that come with that. My mother, by the way, is the same way. If we were ever at tournaments where we came in second place, it was like, get that and get out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. You know, like (laughs) just (laughs) devastation and disappointment and anger and frustration. Um, and then I could definitely resonate with the other, with, 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 uh, both of the players that got injured, uh, 2013, my first professional season with the New York Cosmos, um, was starting and playing every game, had plans in place to be able to have a knockout season as my first professional season as a young player, and then make a move abroad where the ceiling is as high as you could think. Right. Um, and then hopefully eventually get get back to play for the U.S. national team and all of these big lofty aspirations that I knew was going to take all of me to be able to, to achieve those. And it was, actually, it was actually at practice one day leading into a game at the weekend and uh, tore my ACL just in, the middle, just in the middle of practice, which is, you know... Typically, one of the more serious injuries that you can have as a professional athlete, long recovery time, uh, almost mandatory that you get surgery and are operated on to be able to continue on with your career. And it's about six months, right? Yeah, they usually say between six and eight months. Sometimes if you mm-hmm. do some other damage in there, it gets to like 10. Um but I remember in the moment probably feeling a similar sadness to those guys, even though I wasn't competing for the Champions League championship, which would be... Right, you had, but you had your own Champions League. You had your own championships. Right, right. And, and that game being probably one of the pinnacles of it. So like I could imagine like what, right. what you know, <laughs> right, like you, right. you, get, you get to that point. It was like, I'm so far away from that point, right? But still, it, mm-hmm. is, a, you know, it is a dream and, a, and an ambition. Um, but for sure in that moment, just complete and utter devastation, sadness, and just thinking about, you know, thinking about what could have been and yeah, you know, I create timelines for myself. We, I'm I'm sure I speak for other people here as well. We create timelines for ourselves on where we want to be, where we see ourselves being. And then anytime you hit that kind of devastation, it's like, whoa, maybe I'm not going to be able to achieve that. Or maybe in this case, I didn't achieve it in the, in the last game when, you mm-hmm. know, when you lose. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy, man. It's heavy. But when I, when I look back on it now, and as we talk about this in the context of go get it and transcending more than just a sport, 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bleeding over into, into life. I think that moments like that have really given me an empowering perspective on life, which is what you've illustrated and talked about there, being that you can't let the potential of those moments stop you from pursuing. Um, and it's led me to an acceptance of anything I do in my life. If it's worth doing, there will likely be a lot of disappointment and there, and and there, there may be some, some failure and just some gut wrenching Mm -hmm. defeat at the end of it. But that's part of life. Mm -hmm. That's part of living. And I am very okay with that. And I know that that's part of the process. And I think that that's really helped me in my life, just continue to pursue ambitious goals and dreams in soccer and outside of soccer um, because, of, because of that acceptance and almost being forced into that acceptance from just encountering those, those tough situations along the way. Yeah, and viewing those low moments as part of the journey is so important. It provides a perspective when things are going well, too. It reminds me of this quote that I just read in a book by Jedediah Jenkins, Like Streams to the Ocean. And I may butcher this. I don't have it written in front of me. But the quote I'm paraphrasing is, there's someone in a hospital bed out there right now dreaming they could be doing what you're doing right now. And it's this perspective switch that makes you appreciate where you are. And I think if you have gone through those low moments, like tearing your ACL or whatever your version is of tearing an ACL, it can give you that perspective switch like that hospital bed, which is like, you know what it feels like to sit on the sideline and not contribute to a team all year. And so when you have that opportunity to contribute, when it's a day that you might feel a little bit lazy, when it's a day that you're not really feeling it, you can recall, if you make the choice to, the days when you were sitting on the sideline, when you're in the physical therapist room. And that is a really important perspective switch that can make us get the most out of today. When we are healthy when we are thriving, when we are on the path and things haven't gone awry. Yeah, just just to riff off of that a little bit, I deeply resonate with that because when you're on a team, there's injuries all the time. And I can tell you before I had anything major happen, I was like, oh, I'm young, I'm, I'm strong, right. I'm invincible, I'm flying. Mm-hmm. And now I really do like, when I see guy, you know, a guy hurts his ankle or he comes up with a little injury, a little like I've I've had almost all of the all of those things, you know. And so now I'm I'm I take a second. I'm like, oof, I'm really thank God I'm feeling healthy right now. Like let's make the most of this. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Last year I came out with a documentary called Golden Hour, Golden Hour, and it was filmed at an ultra marathon and the cutoff time of this 100 mile ultra marathon is 30 hours and the golden hour is representative of the time in the race from hour 29 to hour 30 the last hour before the cutoff it's when 
the average Joes and Janes. No one's really average if you're running 100 miles like that, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. They're not the elite athletes uh, in the field um, breaking world records or anything like that, but they're showing that grit to get across that line in under 30 hours. This race that I filmed at is one that takes years to get into because so many people want to run it. I am on the hamster wheel right now to try to get into it and anticipate having to run qualifying races for at least five years. All the people that I filmed on that day, finishing in that last hour, every single one of them that I spoke to the day before the race, you could see that they had that fear in their eyes. Mm. They had their family there. They had their friends there to support them for, you know, traveled all across the country all from all over the world to come support them. They've clearly been sharing this goal with people all Everyone they know it was on knows the line. that they're running this race. That It was on the line. And you could see and hear it in their voices the day before their race when I interviewed each and every one of them. But each and every one of them stepped to that, to that starting line and faced that fear head on. And there were people that I filmed who did not make it, who did not finish, did not finish in golden hour, one in particular, I remember seeing her at an aid station around mile 60 and she was sitting in a chair, just head in her hands. Mm. And I came up to her. I'm like, what happened? Are you okay? And she told me about the day that had gone wrong. And suddenly this race she had been trying to get into for six years, in her case, came crumbling down. And I just gave her a hug and she was so distraught. But then I also filmed those people at the end, at that golden hour, and the tears of joy when they came across that line. And if you haven't seen, and, the, if you haven't seen the film, you got to check it out. It's incredible. <laughs> maybe we'll put a link. I'll link it. I'll link it in the sh- or in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll link in the sh- in the show notes. Um, but working on that project, it is the same theme that keeps coming up for me and something that I'm going to try to remind myself in every area of life, whether it's sport, whether it's profession, whether it's relationships, the shit that is worth doing is often going to come with fear attached to it. And I think to live the fullest life we can we cannot run away from that fear. We got to step up to the starting line. It's worth it. Go chase it. Even if one day it might lead to sadness, we got to trust the process that that sadness is going to help us grow in the long run. Mm. It's going to give us perspective. It's going to help us achieve things that we hadn't even imagined before. Go on, son. So that's my encouragement to everyone listening today and it's going to lead us right into our go get it challenge the go get it challenge this week folks if you have something in your head as you're listening to this something that you've been shying away from in terms of an expectation for yourself or a goal for yourself or something you want to achieve then today is the day that that changes and you pursue that goal And you understand that at the end, it could lead to bitter disappointment and failure and sadness. And you charge on in spite of that. And alternatively, 
if you are on the path of something, but you feel yourself holding a little bit back in terms of raising the stakes of how important that thing is to you, then Mm. I challenge you to deliberately raise the stakes of that game to make it. Yes. To make it your champions league, make it your everything. I can recall a couple moments, even for myself, right? Where you have the lead up to a, a huge game or a huge moment. And you almost, you know, you don't want to tell everybody, you don't want to tell the world about it. Cause what if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to? And I encourage everybody to push back against that and lay it on the line, increase the stakes, because even if it leads to disappointment in the end, if it leads to a success instead, it's going to mean all that much to you because you know, you let it all hang out. Ah, oh, I love that. Raising the stakes, right? Let's add, let's not think about what's the worst that could happen. What's the best that could happen? Let's go. Let's with go. that, folks. With that, remember this week. Go get go it. Go get it.